Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Dr. Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God Do it. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And I'm Corbs. And I'm going to talk for a second. Um, as some of you may have noticed, the drinking on the show has gotten uh, way out of control, and the uh, primary um, fault of that is mine. And uh, I've had a rough week. Um, last week's show, I don't remember most of the last half of last week's show or anything until the you know middle of the afternoon the next day. And I've determined that I have a drinking problem. Uh, I know that some of you know that in the past uh, I did, and uh, it seemed like I reeled myself in, became the beer guy, you know, was was good in moderation and all that. But if you've ever seen me on day two of a two-day show in the morning, um, you know I had a rough night because I'm not able to stop myself once I get started. And I thought this was all behind me, but the events of last weekend kind of put it in perspective that I need to stop drinking for good. Now, I've... Uh, Talked to a lot of people this week, had some meetings, not going to go into details of, you know, with, with who or what or whatever. Uh, and I, some people said I shouldn't bring this up. I shouldn't publicly say something. Uh, some of the reasons where, you know, they don't want you to, to say what program you're in in case it doesn't work because people might think that program doesn't work. Uh, others are, you know, people don't want to hear about your problem because it makes them examine whether or not they have a problem. A uh, third one was some people think you're just looking for sympathy. So I, I wanted to address that very succinctly. Um, I don't want sympathy from anyone. What I want is accountability. Uh, the people that listen to the show comprise my entire social circle and someday COVID will be done and we will be doing conventions and shows. And I want to make sure that I have no place to hide. Uh, now I don't just see so you're not all too worried about me. I haven't been doing that. Like every single day, I haven't been, you know, sneaking drinks. I mean, there was a point in time where I was fucking passed out, you know, for you know, three days at a time, but I've decided that I can't stop. I don't have the ability to stop. And I'd like to read something that uh, I found on uh, Reddit today that really spoke to me. It's very brief, but um, this person said, but like I drank a few times a week and sometimes it was really cute and fun. Uh, sometimes it was really awkward and I felt like crap, but sometimes I would black the fuck out and have no idea how I'd gotten home. There was no way for me to prepare or plan which it would be. It was a gamble anytime I took a drink. So this is when I learned I, I do have a problem with drinking and I don't want to take that risk. And 
that that's kind of where I am. I might be able to drink the next 50 times I drink, everything's fine. But that 51st time, or it could be the third time, who knows if there's no limits, you know, we're sitting at home on zoom and there, there's no, you know, there, there's nothing to stop me. Like, Oh, I have to drive home or something like that. And, you know, somebody said, you know, you always have another chance to relapse, but you might not have another chance at recovery. Um, I, I think it's time I've uh, had my fun. Um, my, my card needs to be revoked and uh, sorry for being such a sloppy mess the past few shows. And um, please, if anybody out there is having any struggles, uh, I'm finding a lot of good resources, reach out to me through the show. Uh, I certainly can't claim to know anything, uh, but I, I know people to do. So thank you for listening. I hope this isn't too much of a downer and uh, don't ever let me say, oh, we'll just have one ever again. Thank you. I guess that's on us. Yeah. On you? Yeah. We, well, we get to be uh, your watchman, I guess. Oh, that's pretty cool. But I mean, you, you got to be the naked blue guy with the dick hanging out, right? You're Dr. <laughs> wait, Manhattan we, all the way. Wait. No, <laughs> see, we, have, we have a problem with that because <laughs> I, I, I've made it very clear often on this show and off the mics, I'm Irish, so I can't be the guy with the dick. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm probably more like um, I would say I'm more of a um, owl man or Nighthawk or whatever the fuck his name was too the the overweight middle aged guy. Oh, the comedian? No wait. No. Well, um, Night Owl. Owl. Night Owl. Night Owl Owl too. Because I from the actual Pete from X Force. Pete from X Force. What the fuck? Deadpool two. Pete. Was he just, just a regular Peter. dude with a mustache? Yeah, he's a regular, just a regular okay. dude. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name, but I knew what you were referring to. I guess he doesn't want to be in The Watchmen. I guess I have to loan him that movie, too. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. Hey, hey, Forbes, you can be Silk Spectre, okay? Okay. The implications from there bother me, I'm just going to say. <laughs> well, I can say that because he has no idea what I'm talking about. Right. No You're just like, sure, okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. All right, so let's roll into the show now. Um, um, we lost the segment for good reason, but um, we're bumping um, a new player to our, our format right up to the beginning of the show. Guys, what are you playing? Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Corbs, what are you playing? Yeah. I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla also. How about you, Paul? Uh, I was playing Uno earlier. No, I'm just kidding. I also have <laughs> wait, 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 by yourself. Creed. Yeah, that's the only way. No one will play. It's just me. My family hates me. <laughs> you play Uno Attack by yourself? Well, was Uno I attacked by Uno? One, doesn't it? Doesn't Uno mean one? You're not yes. supposed to play it's that never alone? never made sense, or? right? I, I just want to say, you know, it's more like Assassin's Creed, Creed Val Hell Yeah. Oh you my know? God, yes. Yes. It's an amazing game. And it I'd is. Like a lot of fun. You guys, you guys talk about it uh, because I've already done that. Um, well, I'm, I'm just going to say that Knowing my track record, we're going to go ahead and say that I am the the least far in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you got to download it, though. You got to download it on the PS4. Four, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Do you know Which, how many, you know how many hours on your save file? How many hours you are into it? Does that count in seconds? <laughs> well, no, you look. Okay, just go on. Okay. <laughs> Have you gotten past the loading screen yet? Yes. Okay. Um, okay, I guess I'll start. I've made it. Um, you know how 
um you start out as in your whole origin story as the little kid yeah yep made it through that um did you okay so you made it through like the first four and a half minutes of the game uh it seemed way longer than that um but i also didn't get to start until like 11 45 p.m so i had a short amount of time to play yeah well i had to get up and go to work the next day okay that works Um, um so i made it through basically the the first intro scene and then his escape from the boat and everything and then i got started in norway i didn't get far at all and i was like oh my god it's one o'clock in the morning i gotta go to bed yeah i was at that point too um (laughs) yeah you probably got further in the game now again i I started at like seven o'clock we'll see that's good um corbs this is this your first assassin's creed game as well Very, very first one okay so I didn't do any research or anything ahead of this. I just was like, cool, this is a, a really cool Viking game. I can't wait to yeah. try this out. Yeah, threw me off when they did the whole fucking DNA sequencing thing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I was did like, you get to the, the modern day part? No, you don't get to the modern day. You get to, like in between when you do your origin and then you choose if you're going to be a dude or a oh, chick. Yeah. They do the whole DNA sequencing in the animus, whatever. And yeah, I'm like, yep, yep. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, when you get that's when you get to pick. You can be a girl. You can be either. They you can do either or, and then you can be the guy. Yep. So yep. I chose the guy. As did I. So and then after that, you got to go. You, you have to like center your. It tells you like the center the, the circle thing. You got to do all that crap, and you get after. Did you get after that part of it? Like when you're on the beach, when when you find the guy that killed your father. Yes. Yeah, and he's okay. got you captured. Yeah, and you're supposed to get on the boat. You have to kill the two guys there and get off the boat. Yep. That's as far as you've got. Yep. Right after that is when I had to shut it off. Okay. So literally the moment you get to start playing the game. Yeah, I'm I'm farther off than that. So I got I I got off the boat. I I rescued the crew. And then I sailed back to uh, Fordham or something like that. Yeah. And that's where I am. I did the two whatever quests that were there you had to go find the the lady's hut up in the mountains and then you got to talk to the king gotcha so and after that i did the next one after that when you have to go and do the raid at one of the guys places that's where i am i keep dying and i can't i'm getting pissed really that's interesting now what what difficulty do you have it on whatever the default was i didn't do it anything i didn't change anything on it or anything like that just so you know you can change that whenever you want Okay. And if you're struggling with it, I would, um, especially these early raids. I mean, I don't think you should be dying. I, I will, a few things I ran into, okay, which yeah, I, I okay. didn't, the, the game didn't really teach me this. So your two triggers on your right hand side, the, okay. the top, the top trigger, which is some people call it a bumper. That's your light attack. The other one heavy attack, you probably know that. Okay. okay yep, yep, yep. Now your heavy attack, this is not intuitive. You don't hold it down. You have to tap it to make the heavy attack work. You don't oh. holding it is what brings up your ability wheel. And I did the same thing. I'm holding it down, pressing it. I mean, it's, it's literally a quick tap or, or it functions as something else, but I'll be honest with you. I don't even use that. I use nothing but the light attack in the game. Um, okay. It's, it's effective. Right. Yeah. It's definitely faster uh, with the right weapons, of course. Uh, but I, I mean, at this point, I mean, I once once I realized that I kind of stopped like I would try to use if 
sometimes if you dodge an enemy or whatever, occasionally it'll, it'll freeze. There's a, a ability you can get that'll make that happen more often, but it's almost like you slow down time for a second. Or if right. you dodge and you have an opening, hit them with a heavy attack then if you want to. But I mean, I, I probably haven't used the heavy attack um, in the last 30 hours of gameplay, right? probably not even once. See, what I, what has happened with me when I'm on that island and I'm fighting those guys is they blow up the wagons and the wagons catch on fire. And you get anywhere yep. close to it, you you, you you like catch on fire. Oh, and it's it's a pain because it seems like you don't even have to be in the fire to yes. catch like if you're just close enough. So so what you want to first of all stay back, you right. know, let them that do do their thing. Um, stay back. You know, you don't have to get that close. Also, you can and it doesn't really work as effectively as I'd like it to. But um, if you use the dodge button and press a direction, you'll roll. When you're on fire, if you roll. Uh, if you have enough stamina to roll, at least um, that right. can help put the fire out. But yeah, that that was a huge pain in the ass in the beginning. Yeah, of the that's and, and that's what that's what that's the issue I'm having right now. That's why I keep dying. Like I get through, like I'll say ninety percent of it, and then all of a sudden, next you know, I, I I'm walking by like one of the things, or somehow it, it blows up, and I'm next to it, and I catch on fire, and then I'm like, I yeah. can't get put myself out. Like well, if I'm close enough, like I'll run to the water and jump in the water, obviously and put myself out, but you lose like a shit ton of health getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm having the issue right now. Yeah, so. use use the roll. It's stop, drop, and roll. You know, okay. I mean you have to roll about twice to put yourself out, which is a pain right. in the ass, but um that might help. But just stay away from those jars if you know where they are. Uh but okay. I would also it's I would I would ratchet the difficulty down because here's the thing. Um once you get good at the game, you can always ratchet it back up as back well. Up. Okay. You know, yeah, take a look at that too. Would not want you to get frustrated and stop playing. See, you both chose the guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That means we can't talk about the girl because I chose the girl and I, I wanted to talk about how, you know, in, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, you could definitely say that the main, um, the, the female character, and she's considered the canon character was very sexy. You know, she wasn't like overly, I mean, she was a warrior, you know, but she was athletic and all that. It was almost like a very empowering, attractive type thing. Um, the, the female character in uh, Valhalla is a completely different beast. Um, you know, with the with the right get you know, outfit, she might look like a man, and the, it's really the voice that gets me. Uh, it's like a, a you know a trucker voice almost. And um, I, I made some notes on it today. She she sounds like years of hard liquor, unfiltered pall malls, and bad choices in the dark corners of a trailer park. Uh, it's um, it's very interesting, but it it grows on you, and you get to a point where it's it's almost natural. And I think that gives the, the character a, a ton of character. So I don't know if like in, in Odyssey, people felt that playing as the guy was actually kind of a letdown that the girl was a better choice. Um, I don't know how it is here. Cause I haven't played as the guy, um, but uh, you guys can switch back and forth. So you might want to flip flop it. And At least for some it. of it. Yeah. Try it out. See what, what's, yeah. what's doing. Well, apparently if you let the game decide what actually happens is you play as the girl, almost the entire game, except for like two segments or something. So it's, it's almost a non-choice and I guess there's reasons for that, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. Gotcha. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, what other, what other takeaways do you guys have? Oh, I like the game. I like the game. I, like I said, I'm, I've only played it. I only played it when I got it. It was supposed to come on Wednesday. Paul, Paul knows. It was supposed to come on Wednesday, and I got an email at like four o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. Says, "Oh, your game won't be there until tomorrow now." And I was like, I was looking forward to getting a chance to play it. I was going to get a chance to play it on Thursday. I was going to play it, get it all set up on Wednesday, play for a little while, and then play most of the day on Thursday. But it didn't happen. It didn't show up till Thursday afternoon. But I, I called, I texted Paul, said I got it, and I downloaded it. 
you know, so I started playing it, but I didn't, I didn't play it today because I was, uh, I was busy doing laundry today. So all day. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was all day. <laughs> a lot of laundry. So I did, and I do the laundry for for me, my son, my mom. We do it all together. So there was like seven yeah. loads of laundry. So and I got to in the apartment. I got to go up and down the stairs. Like, it's not right here. And oh, I got you. Attached yeah. to my house. So. Yeah, that so might be did. easier if you you do a, like a load as it's dirty, like every couple of days. It, it probably. I want to help you, man. There's not a no, program no. for this, so <laughs> I, I just got to use my my, you know, my best judgment here. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it probably would be a lot easier to do it. Maybe we try to do it once a week, but sometimes you know we push it off. Like if we got stuff going on or whatever, we, we may push it to once every ten days. So. We tried to get it in like once a week, but lately it's been a little longer than that. And usually it's only like four or five loads, so it's not it's not usually not too bad. But today was was bad because we did we did sheets, we did you know, we had right, table the whole covers. Deal. Yeah, we did it all. We did it all. Strip the bed, strip the pillows, my my bed, my son's bed, my mom's bed, we, all that stuff. So we had a couple extra loads of laundry to do. So that's all. That's the reason why there was more loads so to do. I have to ask. While the laundry was running, were you just sitting in there staring at it? Because you could have gone back to your TV and played Valhalla until it was time. No, to- I had some other, I had some shows to catch up on that I had taped and stuff like that. So I was watching TV. Were any stuff. of them supernatural? No. <laughs> I, but, and Paul, you'll like this. I did start watching uh, Vikings. See, the show spurred it on, didn't it? See, I mean, and, the and game. You know what? I watched the final episode of that this week. Um, so it's all over it's all over they are doing a, a spinoff that happens in the future um uh, as i understand it like 80 to 100 years in the future it's going to netflix i, I don't know how this is all going to work i mean you guys can google search it um it's it, it probably would have been produ- in production by now if it wasn't for covid but it definitely right. is happening um and and i will tell you this uh vikings is is one of the better shows i've watched and i urge you to watch it i've already said hey there's a point at which it's going to get difficult um, and I, I want to say with the, the ending this last season, I mean, actually the very last episode, I mean, there were some, some really, really high points, some characters returning and stuff. I, I don't want to say I was let down. I, I don't want to say that they stuck the landing either. And I, I can't really talk, talk about it without ruining things, but it's kind of like a seven, seven years the show was on. And the people you end up with at the end are not the same people you had at the beginning. It's like you had a group of heroes for like five seasons and then the show ends up ending with people who weren't even around back then. Um, wow. They did the best they could. I mean, some of right. them were, I mean, some of them were introduced, you know, in there, but I mean, the, the people you did say season one, these are the main characters, season two, these are the main characters, season three, mm-hmm. season four, none of them are around anymore. So wow. it's, it's, it was very strange to, to see the show end so far from where it began. That's interesting. Okay. Literally. And uh, I don't know that they could have done any better with, with what they had and the people they had to work with. Um, but I, I did walk away kind of going, man, I, I know I, I couldn't hope for more because I knew they couldn't do more. They did the best they could and it wasn't bad, right. but uh, I wasn't completely happy. All right. It'd be interesting. To yeah, get there. I'm only- I've only gotten, <clears throat> I'm only like three episodes in. I think that's about so where I, I am. I watched the first, I watched the first three episodes. So, well, you're gonna I mean, be I hooked. Liked, I liked wow. it. Yeah, I like, I, I liked that it was good. Um, the main character, Paul, you'll you'll realize this. He reminded me a little bit of Jax. Yep. You know, so that I've that, 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 mm-hmm. that that kind of 
that kind of kept me a little more interested in it. I was like looking at him going, and he looks and reminds me a lot of Jax Keller. So yeah. I was like, okay, this, you know, this is going to be, is going to be cool. And people, I've, people I know have said it's a good show. I've seen people on Facebook talking about it and stuff like that. I know you guys have talked about it and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I am going to start watching, uh, I am going to start watching Supernatural. I'm going to kind of try to watch a couple episodes no, of Vikings. No, you're not. Well, I'm going to try. Don't lie. You fucking liar. <laughs> right after he Your starts word Walker. Means nothing to me. Walker. Yeah, as soon as I watch Walker. He's starting every, with Walker first. <laughs> every week you say you're going to watch Supernatural and then you relapse and don't. So I. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's one thing that wasn't brought up last week was Supernatural. <laughs> No, no, no. Was, I, was, did we no? Did we bring it up last week? No, I have and no I don't idea. Know how don't in ask a three me. Three-hour episode. I think we brought it up when we were talking about Assassin's Creed last week because it was something I said something like something that keep me from watching Supernatural or something okay. like that. There might have been a one-off on there. Yeah. It actually, you know what it was? It was off. It was off mic. Because <laughs> I remember because Hugh had just come back. It was after the first break. Hugh had just come back in right as we were talking about it. Because I said I ordered it. And I wanted to, you know, so we were supposed to be here on Wednesday or something like that. And you and I were talking. I'm like, yeah, son, anything to keep you from watching Supernatural. And, Paul, and you came in because I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it was. I do remember that. So, All right. So I think uh, speaking of our um, break. first break, we're going to hit our first break. And then we're going to come back and get into what's got us geeked. All right. That'll work. All right. Stay tuned, Sounds guys. Good. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. And we are back. So before we talk about what's got us geek, um, I feel like we need to do a little bit of an update on the Capitol story from last week, uh, mostly because Corb's admitted he doesn't read the news. And I want him to know what the fuck is going on in the world uh, because he's my friend and he should know. So uh, a couple things, Corb's, because uh, I'm talking to you, not the audience, because uh, they, right. they, they pay attention to the news. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to go into detail. This is not going to be a long thing, but uh, a few things that came out um, this week. Uh, first of all, they discover they're they're starting to they think it's an inside job, which we briefly touched on before. They noticed that the day before the riots, a bunch of uh, Republican congressmen or friends or whatever gave a lot of tours of the Capitol. Like even before it happened on that day, they noticed it was really strange activity because, you know, since the coronavirus has been pretty much locked down, uh, but members of Congress and such could bring special guests in. And there were a ton of people, and they are now matching them up to people who are, who participated in the riots. And what they feel is that it was a reconnaissance mission. Oh. So there, there were people who were complicit in this, who were showing them around, helping them get the lay of the land so they would know what to do the next day. You know, add that to it, it appears that some of the Capitol Police might have let them in 
Um, right. I mean, that that right there, I, I didn't expect that. I mean, in the heat of the moment, yeah, I'm for Trump. Okay, I'll let you in. You know, okay, you know, it could happen. Uh, when I saw this, I'm like, holy fuck. I mean, yeah, yeah maybe they really should be, you know, prosecuted or treated um, like uh, traitors because that, that's fucking crazy. You know, they, they didn't just show up. It wasn't just done in the spur of the moment. I mean, obviously, because they brought their gear and real pipe bombs and shit, uh, but they actually scouted the place out the day before. Um, that's kind of fucked up. Another thing is uh, a, uh, a French, um, I don't know if he's a philanthropist or businessman or what, donated uh, millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin to um, far right uh, people who were involved in this right before this happened. Um, so a ton of money was poured into some some high profile people. And I, I forget the name. One of the names I've actually heard of. Uh, he's a, a far right, you know, talking head. Uh, but it appears that somebody also funded this to some degree, oh. or at least attempted to. We 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 don't really right. know. You know, it's 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 a breaking story. But every single uh, piece of information that comes out seems to make the thing more damning. And you know, maybe there's more to the story that I haven't read. Uh, but just those two bits right there, you know, it it, it just it's flabbergasting. It's almost yeah. like it's something out of a goddamn movie. Yeah, you yes. know what I mean. It's it's insanity, and the death toll is what up to five now from it. Yep. Two police officers, I believe, are dead now because of this. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So crazy, crazy shit, guys. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Unless you have something else, Paul. Well, and um, oh, cool. we I heard something. My mom had mentioned something about that there, with the inauguration being this coming week and stuff like that. That they were saying that there's going to be more rioting. Capital um, buildings. Yeah, and uh, some, you know, I guess it's QAnon people, message board people. Basically, they they said that there are going to be riots in all fifty capitals. Now, yeah. whether this is just QAnon bullshit or whether some, I mean, we now see that they can plan something, and we have no fucking idea that it's happening. So I'm not going to take for granted that that couldn't happen. No, right. and they're taking this serious enough that our Albany office, which is literally down the hill from the Capitol, will be closed on wednesday that they told everybody that has the capability to work from home wednesday wow so yeah that, that's this is this is legit i think there were fbi briefings saying warning everybody that all 50 capitals yeah, yeah. yeah and there there are secret service and soldiers sleeping there now they have like round the clock um you know um, national people, guard yeah i saw a picture of a congressman walking down a hall and there's soldiers sleeping mm -hmm. you know on both sides of the hall because they're there 24 hours a day and they have nowhere for them to stay but yeah they're taking it really seriously yeah. and and that tells me that because they have more information than we do of course oh, yeah. they wouldn't be having soldiers sleeping in hallways if there wasn't something we didn't know mm -hmm. right so th there must be more weight to these rumors than has been officially reported Right. More military personnel in Washington, D.C. right now than in Iraq and Afghanistan put together. That's fucking insane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely insane. I, I get to watch a lot of news when I'm at physical therapy when they're when they're icing me down at the end. They put me right in front of the TV. So this is the only reason I'm well informed. <laughs> Welcome to America. Yeah. Insanity. Hey. And it almost no. almost um, feels uh, fake to say, guys, what's got you geeked? It does feel fake. So I, I, for me, you know, um, it's going to be the return of hockey. 
know, I get, finally got a chance to get back to hockey. My uh, my nephew's not playing this year. He decided not to play. And obviously they're not playing anyways. Mm-hmm. High school is not playing and his uh, house team isn't playing. So he's not playing in anyways, but he, he decided not to play. Um, so that for me is, you know, the, the return of professional hockey. Um, again, I'm a Vancouver Canucks fan. I've been a Canucks fan since 94 when they were, their farm team was the Syracuse Crunch. So I got the chance to, they played the first two days, they split, you know, they're one and one. So, but just to return to hockey for me, I mean, it's nothing too big for me. So just a chance to be able to watch some hockey on TV, another sport to watch. I hate watching NBA basketball, a bunch of whining little bitches playing basketball. Um, but hockey, I mean, hockey is a, is a, it's pretty much a gladiator sport. The guys running around with sticks, hitting each other with them. So that, that lacrosse, I mean, but that's it for me. I'm not going to get too much into it. So, well, what I okay. have to... <laughs> I'm geeked about that. That was impressive. <laughs> uh, what's got me geeked? Um, there's small things. Um, like I've said, it was a rough week. So I, I'm looking for, you know, the, the small victories. Um, the first, which, um, I, I just I, I think it's exciting. Um, the, uh, Curiosity Mars rover celebrated 3,000 Martian days on Mars. Um, that's that's an impressive milestone. Just five weeks out from the next lander that's supposed to to land there, it's still you know, you know, going you know to a degree, and uh, it it certainly shows. I mean, it, human mar. Uh, I almost said mark marksmanship. It's it's like it's last week all over again. Human craftsmanship, you know, that we can build something that can last that long on such an unhospitable planet. So that that kind of raised my spirits. The other thing, did you know that Fruity Pebbles is celebrating its 50th anniversary? The cereal Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Well, in celebration of that, they released a Fruity Pebbles coffee creamer. <laughs> And I found it today at Walmart. God. I was so excited. And I ran home because, as you know, they always release different flavors of coffee creamer. And they all kind of taste the same. They kind of taste like sugar. I mean, anything that's chocolate, even chocolate, vanilla, caramel, white chocolate, they all taste exactly the same. Now, sometimes you get something different when they do like white chocolate raspberry. You get a little bit, bit of the berry in there. It's different than everything else. And you've got the the cinnamon one that they do, you know, uh, that was a little bit different. Uh, but you know, if it's not cinnamon or peppermint or raspberry, they all kind of taste the same, no matter what it says on the label. I was thinking to myself, fruity fucking pebbles. That's gotta be different. And let me tell you guys, I cracked the top on this when I got home, like it, it was a two year old aged Imperial lager. Okay. <laughs> and I went, and I got every single fruity note that I remember from my childhood. The strongest one always being the lemon. It's kind of like lemon with fruit vomit, you know, backing it up. <laughs> and I made a cup of coffee with it. And oh my God. I mean, first of all, it's weird. Just like Paul only having a head right now. <laughs> you looked up and your body appeared, but you only had a head for a second. Just a head. <laughs> it is weird. Damara took a sip and she's like, and the strongest note in that is lemon. And lemon and coffee don't generally go oh, together. No. But those backup players of whatever fruits those other colors of little crisp rice are supposed to represent kind of make it work. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's it either is something I'm glad I tried or it's going to become my all-time favorite coffee creamer and I'm going to cry when it goes away. And, and just because it's so different. And they're also doing a cocoa 
Pebbles coffee creamer that I know is just going to fucking taste like everything else. But this is the the most different coffee creamer they've ever released. And that really has me geeked, if you can't tell. <laughs> Outstanding. Nice. How about you, Paul? Um, I'm really geeked about the official announcement that just came out um, on Saturday from sci-fi horror fest they made the announcement um with their friends from three fat nerds one of our uh friends in the podcasting world in the area and uh they announced that it is cj graham who was jason Voorhees in friday the 13th part six jason lives so that's going to be really cool to be able to hang out with him um when we're up there in august um it'll be uh my second jason that i've gotten to hang out with um because uh kane hotter i hope i'm saying it right uh, chilled with us back um, in the early days of the um, Jeff Watkins uh, Syracuse cons. He was on the same one as um, Daniel Logan. That that was before me then. Wasn't before it? us. This okay. is when so I was just a con goer. I would have flipped my lid to hang out with Kane Hodder. Yeah. Very, very but large man. CJ Murphy is also cool. Jason Graham. lives. In you you missed Sorry. there. Sorry. CJ Graham. <laughs> No, no, my bad. Because you know what, I was uh, I went to look it up and I typed the wrong thing, and then I corrected myself uh, because Google, like when I typed CJ, Google also gave me a list of things. Yeah. Uh, my my bad. Uh, yeah, Jason Lives is one of my favorite um, Friday the Thirteenth movies because that's kind of when things flip to the supernatural. Yes. You know, that's that's when he gets hit by the lightning and Tommy Jarvis is there in the graveyard and everything and. I mean, up until that point, he could have just been a human serial killer. That That's where things took the dark twist. They kind of became the Jason of Voorhees that we all know and love. And um, one, one of the best, I mean, Jason definitely changed from, you know, killer to this inhuman killing machine. And you can even see that in his mannerisms and the way he moves. And almost when he wakes up and kind of realizes he's not what he was. And that definitely... I mean, that, that has to, in, in a great part, if not all, be due to the way uh, C.J. Graham played him. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait. And if this is their first one out of the gate, I can't wait for more announcements. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a good time. Um, been been talking to, to Tiffany Beth a lot. She's excited to hang out with us for that weekend. Um, so no pressure, guys. Make sure you both uh, have, a, have a free weekend there. So. All right. No pressure at all. None, no you know, no, just one no. of my favorite fictional characters of all time. Right. And, and, you know, no pressure to see if you can get a free weekend on, you know, your daughter's birthday weekend. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a test. Miss her birthday. Um, you know, yeah. there are things they call stressors and triggers. I need to watch those. So I don't yeah. know. we'll see what happens. <laughs> no. So I mean, at the, at the very least, I think you're going to at least see two of us there for sure. Both days. Uh, maybe we'll get a special appearance by all three of us at one point, but we'll see how it goes. So, all right. Um, up next, Hugh, what's in the news, man. Every time you say up next, it gets thrown to me. I feel like I'm (laughs) doing all the heavy lifting here. So let's talk news. A lot of stuff happened this week. First off, no rest for the worthy. Uh, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, Chris Evans has apparently signed a contract to return as Captain America in the MCU in some sort of limited capacity. Now, that may be similar to Robert Downey Jr., you know, just uh, showing up in a few of the Spider-Man films and such. Uh, But, you know, he's not dead. So that makes me wonder. It's 
either going to be in the past or are they going to do old man cap and then have him rejuvenate him or whatever? I mean, it, it can't all be in the past. I don't think, I mean, with the movies on the schedule, not, none of them lend me to think that we're talking about stuff that's happening in the past. So I think that it must be current. What, what I would think so, that? but we are jumping back a little bit for black widow too. Yeah. That's already filmed though. That's already done. Is that part yeah. of the deal? I wouldn't think so. Uh, no, you're, you're right. It wouldn't be part of his deal, but I'm saying that we can do jumping around in the, the timeline now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, we know what movies are coming up and none of them scream to me. Oh, here's something that could have happened before um, end game. Right. You know what I'm now, saying? That Captain America would be in, you know, naturally be in. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, you have things where he could possibly show up in like Dr. Strange two, which is going to be about yeah. the multiverse. So that, that could be a possibility. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, but again, knows? I mean, isn't that, almost done with filming i mean i i get the impression I, this is a new new thing have they started filming i'm not well, I mean, sure i mean i would hope so at this point yeah i mean i keep hearing stuff about it i, I don't know i get the impression this is for new appearances mm-hmm. um but who knows um it's just it's going to be exciting to have him back i mean they they are facing a very uh tough problem there on how i mean that was the most graceful exit for a superhero i mean it was perfect um how do you not, you know, trample all over that? Well, the right. comics did it. They made him old and they made him young again. So they certainly could do it. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens. Next up, McAvoy or Stewart. These timelines are confusing. It was announced this week that Deadpool 3 is officially going into production. Kevin Feige um, said that it is going to be rated R. And uh, that's exciting news for everybody who loves Deadpool. So we are getting Deadpool in the MCU proper. Um, rated the way he really should be. Um I'm excited about that. You you have to be both. Of oh, them. totally. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and just the fact that they're going to have to work him into the new universe now is going to lead <laughs> to so much, so many funny one-liners. It's going to be hilarious. Just like the McAvoy or Stewart one, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's going to be great. Um, next up, you're a procrastinator, Harry. Uh, Hogwarts legacy has been pushed to 2022. If you don't know what that is, it is a kind of open world game. I don't know if it's open world, but it's an adventure game. Um, it's from Portkey games and it's going to take place in the Harry Potter universe. It's set prior to the movies, something like 80 years or, or something. It's, it's set in the early uh, 1900s and uh, it looks very exciting. It looks like, you know, the, kind of a the i don't know maybe fallout of harry potter uh a, a lot of people are excited about it i'm not sure why it got pushed back uh, but it, that's that's definitely a big one because you know this is the first year with a new console cycle so big games are important right you know? i mean right now yeah if you could buy a playstation 5 would you buy a playstation 5 and if you did what the fuck are you going to play on it because everything out i can get on my playstation 4 Right. You know, there's not a whole yep. lot of exclusives yet. So they need these big games to sell these consoles. Um, sticking with games, yay, more glitches. Uh, I don't know if you saw, there were some huge, huge game announcements, but Ubisoft is working on an open world Star Wars game. Yes. Yeah, which, which means... You know, now we're going, you know, more maps with lots of little things for us to find all over the place. Um, it, those of you that don't know, Ubisoft is the same company that makes uh, the Far Cry series and the Assassin's Creed series that we're, we're all currently playing. Um, they have a proven track, wor- uh, tra- track record. Thank you. Track record of making great open world games where there is just tons of stuff to do. And sometimes, you know, it, it can take a year to get through. I mean, 
AC Valhalla. Um, I, I took note just, just for the show. I'm at almost 69 hours into the game. Wow. And I feel like I'm, I'm barely scratched the surface. You know, I'm still just getting started. Uh, the other big announcement there was Bethesda is a uh, games is making an Indiana Jones game. Saw that too. That's exciting. Yeah. Now, yep. it's exciting, but, you know, you have to uh, caution yourself because if you've ever played a Bethesda game, especially at launch, um, you know that they are a disaster. Now, Bethesda makes the Fallout series and they make uh, the Elder Scrolls series. And, uh, I mean, amazing world builders. Like, you know, there, there may not be a better company out there who, the, at world building than Bethesda. Uh, the problem is their games are always a complete disaster when it comes to bugs. Uh, I recall uh, Fallout 3 was the first video game that I was playing in real time when DLC packs came out. You know, and the, prior to that, like I played Elder Scrolls Oblivion and, you know, it was after everything had been released. So I, all the bugs were ironed out. I remember that the day the first uh, DLC for uh, Fallout 3 was called uh, The Pit dropped. I was all excited. I pre-purchased it weeks ago. I'm sitting there the second it's available, I download it. It's, it's morning. This, this was back years ago when I used to like drink my face off. So usually I'd be asleep, but no, it would set my fucking alarm. I was awake at like 6 a.m. to download this shit. I load it up and there are giant exclamation points everywhere, missing assets. And it took, like, in every one of their games is like that. It's, it's always, you know, it, it's sad but also worth it at the same time. If, if you give it time to uh, for them to work the bugs out, they're usually amazing, but uh, uh, generally a disaster. Um, what do you think about that? Indiana Jones. You know what? If, if done well, that, that could be a really cool game. Like yeah. there, there's a lot you can do there. And I just hope we don't get a tie in to the final Indiana Jones movie. Cause I really don't want to play old man Indy. I want to be mm-hmm. like in his prime Indy. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark Indy. Yes. Temple of Doom. Yes. Maybe they'll adapt them. I don't know. I mean, we really don't know anything more. Well, I think they did say it was going to be an original adventure. So mm-hmm. that, that's probably a good thing. Um, you know, next, still kind of keeping with the uh, the video games. And uh, I don't really have a catchy title for this because uh, this story kind of has its own punchline. I don't know if you saw that, but the, saw this. But there's a gentleman by the name of Eric Estevillo. Vio, not sure how to pronounce his name out of California, who is suing Twitter and, um, you know, government representatives, uh, AOC, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar. You know, those are they're part of the squad that everybody hates suing them for Twitter banning Donald Trump's Twitter and them for being happy about it, uh, suing them for something like eighty six million dollars per person who is a subscriber to the Trump tweet, uh, Twitter accounts. Uh, he says that because he has to stay at home, uh, he's not able to get out, that that was his way of communication. It is stifling his free speech. It is causing him uh, nervousness and panic attacks and anxiety and all sorts of stuff. And I, I don't want to, I mean, it's easy to pick on something like that, you know, pick on a person because I mean, obviously this lawsuit isn't going anywhere. Right. You know, I mean, maybe there'll be some some laws about, you know, Twitter and all that, but you can't sue somebody because they like what a business does. I mean, that's just ridiculous that, you know, what caught my eyes about this, what made me read the article was the fact that he was suing Twitter and AOC and Omar. I mean, I, I was just what? You can't sue everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I, I, to, just to give you some background, and I'm going to kind of leave the story with this. Um, last year, he also sued Twitch. Okay. He sued Twitch over masturbation injuries allegedly caused by scantily clad gamers on the platform. So 
That was their fault. Yeah, their okay. fault that he had to choke the monkey. Uh, apparently Perfect. too hard. Uh, but that's the news, kids. Now, I'm going to go shut off CNN now and drown my sorrows in some ice cream. Paul? <laughs> All right. <laughs> on, on that note, I think it's time to move right into Corbs's classic movie review. <laughs> Really? We're going to go right after that. We're going to go into my classic movie review, huh? That's what it says here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's, what you're, that's what you're reading? <coughs> Excuse me, as I, uh, as I nearly die here. All right. So the movie this week is that classic 1980s space opera, Flash Gordon. Oh. They all remember it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now so, this is two weeks in a row that uh, your, your review movies have a um, theme song by Queen. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Two good songs by Queen, by the way. Two yes. soundtracks. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're talking uh, we're talking Flash Gordon, the original 1980 Flash Gordon. Um, this is your classic bad but good movie from the 80s. Um, you know, basically three people from Earth, I guess, because Earth is being destroyed by a remote um, leader from another planet, universe, whatever you want to call it, Ming the Merciless. Um, so you got, you know, football star. Yeah, we podcasted the, with him once, didn't we? Same. Wrong one. The, the, one oh, with okay. the, the one we had was actually a really nice guy. He wasn't very oh. merciless. Except for he made us walk all over Buffalo. Well, us. You you already tapped out from all the walking the night before. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, obviously follows the the Jets football star, the only real football star for the Jets lately, um, Flash Gordon. Um, him and a travel agent named Dale and then uh, some crackpot scientist named Hans Zarkov. Um, he apparently built some a spacecraft, a, sh- a rocket ship, you know, in his laboratory. How you don't notice these things driving around or whatever in some guy's laboratory. I don't understand that. Uh, they fly off, obviously, into space. Um, somehow end up on the planet with Ming after some really bad cinematography um so i mean but it's a movie that no matter when it's on you're gonna watch it um as a matter of fact it was on just before christmas and my girlfriend's brother texted me because it was actually the day after we had her christmas party her family christmas party and for some reason (laughs) we got talking about flash Gordon at the dinner table don't remember how it got started but it was, we started talking about it and he texted me that the next day at like 5.30 and said it was on. And me being the movie guy that I am, I turned it on uh, and watched it. And then I, I went through and looked and it was on the day after Christmas. And me being the movie guy that I am, I watched it again because you can't never get enough of bad 80s movies. So um, it's a good movie. It's bad in the way it was made. Um, my estimation, you know, you always ask me three, you know, out of five stars, what you give it. I would give it a two 
But again, I, I watch every time it's on. I can't understand how come it's never been remade either. I well, mean, in the early two thousands, the Sci-Fi Channel had a Flash Gordon TV series. <laughs> okay, yeah, but... that was awful too. It was out there. They took a lot of liberties, but and again, it was them. Sci-Fi. So, right, I and they do the a lot of that stuff. I love the serials. Do you remember the the black and white serials? Like yes, I with Buster Crab. Yes, yeah, those were great. So. God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Corbs, you're a little bit more harsh on it than uh, our good friend Roger Ebert was. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> really? Holy he gives cow. it a three-star review, and it goes a little something like this. Not since Inframan has a movie opened with a, de- uh, with a development more ominous than the crisis facing Earth at the beginning of Flash Gordon. But Earth scientists are playing it cool. A NASA spokesman denies that there's anything unusual about an unexpected total eclipse of the sun. Unusual? That the moon is out of its orbit? Ha! It takes a mad scientist like Dr. Hans Zarkov to realize that the Earth is under attack and speed to the rescue in his private spaceship with Flash Gordon and Dale Arden aboard his unwilling passengers. If memory serves, this is more or less the same beginning as in the original movie serialization of Flash Gordon back in 1936. Even if it's not, this new Dino De Laurinaitis production is true to the tacky pop origins of the Flash Gordon comic strip and the serials starring Buster Crab. At a time when Star Wars and its spinoffs have inspired special effects men to bust a gut making their interplanetary adventures look real, Flash Gordon is cheerfully willing to look as phony as it is. I don't mean that as a criticism. You can make a city float in the clouds and look marginally realistic, as in The Empire Strikes Back, but there's something sort of fun about the Flash Gordon city that floats in the clouds and looks like a large miniature model floating in fake clouds. And as the spaceships lumber past on the screen, I really wouldn't have minded if they'd left a tube of model airplane glue lying in the lower left-hand corner. (laughs) Flash Gordon is played for laughs and wisely so. It is no more sophisticated than the comic strip it's based on. That's hurtful. And that takes the curse off of material that that was old before it was born. This is space opera, a genre invented by Edgar Rice Burroughs and Hugo Gernsback and other men of unlimited imagination harnessed to definitely limited skills. It's fun to see it done with energy and love and without the pseudo meaningful apparatus of the force and Trekkie power. <laughs> the plot is simple. The emperor Ming played by Max Van Sydow bored with life in the universe decides to pick on earth. After warming up with a few hurricanes and earthquakes, he sends the moon spinning down towards the planet. Meanwhile, Zarkov flash played by J, uh, Sam J. Jones, last seen as Bo Derek's husband in 10, okay, and Dale, played by Melody Anderson, crash land in Ming's Imperial Space City. They are There are intrigues afoot, but meanwhile, Dale catches Ming's eye, of course. He determines to marry her, and Flash finds himself fighting for his life with a gladiator. Mike Hodges, the, the British director hired by Dale Arnitis to orchestrate this comic space opera, is true to the visual tradition of the original serials. Everyone is dressed in capes and ridiculous boots and headdresses and stand around on the command decks of ornate spaceships. There's an imperial court to applaud and boo at the appropriate times. 
and there's a cliffhanging showdown when the Hawkmen, looking ama- looking amazingly like the winged angels in Dale Arnitis's production as Barbarella from 1968, engage the crew of a spaceship in hand-to-hand battle. You know, there's something lacking with the Ming technology when the commander of the rocket ship shouts, stand by to the repel invaders. Is all this ridiculous? Of course. Is it fun? Yeah, sort of. It is. And that is his uh, review of Flash Gordon. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty harsh. No, it's I expected. It sounds like he was celebrating it a bit. Yeah, I was definitely having a good time with it. You know who uh, Dina Dina De Laranitis's granddaughter is, right? No. Giada Laranitis. She's the chef. She's got the TV shows on uh, Food Network. Uh, Everyday Italian. Everyday Italian. Everyday Italian. Very good. Yeah, okay. she she's the one that everybody talks about being hot because she would always be cooking and then she'd have like plunging necklines in her shirt. No kidding. Yes. And interestingly enough, you know, her and Bobby Flay, I believe, both just got divorces and they just had a TV show about the two of them spending a month in Italy exploring. So I'm wondering if that had anything to do with it. They did. They actually ended up dating. They they they're no longer together. It's uh, they did date for a while. Uh, after gotcha. that, after they both, after they both got um, divorced, they ended up dating for a while. You mean they made it public they were dating? <laughs> yes, <Right>. exactly. exactly. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys. Well, um, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap this show up. We got a couple of uh, lightning round topics to discuss, and um, I don't know about a book club because I haven't had a chance to read anything this week. I. You know, I'm reading a book, but I doubt anyone's interested in it. But um, I'll, I'll say what the name is if, if anyone wants to check it out. All right. Then uh, meet us back here in just a couple minutes, guys. All right. Bye. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries sci-fi horror fest will be held on august 27th and 28th at the vernon downs casino and hotel in vernon new york guest announcements will begin after the new year for all up-to-date information including tickets vendor space and sponsorship packages go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com please note dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to covid-19 All right, and we are back. So let's yeah. jump into it. Um, now, I just texted you guys both a picture, and this is something I just happened to come across uh, in my internet um, browsing this week. Apparently, there's a new trend going around um, for men's facial hair. And Hugh, you want to go ahead and take a look at that right now? Um, Let me take a look here. This is something called the monkey tail beard. And I thought it was a joke at first, but I Googled this and this is a real fucking thing. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, when did I see that? I see that today? I think can, I saw can, it. Today. Will, can, will this display in some way, shape or form? There, there you go. Yes. You just got it. What yeah. the hell? 
all right and, and it was a shitty picture but i will i will post it after the episode goes up look for the the facebook post off of geek pod and that the that image and the article that i found the link to will both be posted underneath our youtube link on facebook it's, it's like like someone took a really long shit starting in his ear and swung it around his mouth mm-hmm. yep. and, and if you see some of these online there's some that are even worse there's ones where guys are like um dying stripes into it so it's a, a striped one and people will do them like i saw one guy who has a pink beard that's like that somebody that has the the big handlebar mustache shooting off the end of it uh but this is a real thing this isn't a joke guys um people are really really doing this and i just and i just I wanted to get street, your guys's opinion on it and if i see somebody in the street like that i'm gonna hit him with a bat no you're not no because i, I wouldn't think giving you the benefit of the doubt here of course i don't think you just wander at the streets with a bat this isn't fucking a clockwork orange. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, dude, that would be cruel. I mean, seriously, anybody that does that to their beard is not going to be able to fight back. That's that is true. very true. That's yeah. true. I'll, so, give, I'll give you that one. What, what he's saying is that's just easy pickings. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when I, I mean, you're point and laugh. But... Right. Same, same thing. When I saw it on this today, when I was whatever wherever i was and i saw that i said the same thing he says what the fuck is this and i looked at it and i'm like are you fucking serious now here's my next question have we become those old guys that have a problem with this this the young folks doing this shit now kind of like the commercial you see that's just stupid i I agree but it's kind of like that commercial i don't even know what the commercial is for but it's the one where he's leading the group around and basically telling them not to become their dads oh yeah blue his hair is blue. Yeah. Or is whatever. Geico? It could be. All right. I got to find out now. <laughs> um, that air, Paul. Yeah. Sorry. Housekeeping Pretty in the progressive. background. Progressive. Progressive. So it is still an insurance company. Yeah. Gotta love it. I like that. I like that one about blue hair, though, because we, we joked about it this year on uh, on the golf course. Like, you know, we were just sitting around one day and somebody was like, blue hair, blue, blue, just that random, <laughs> randomly just in the middle of somebody's swing. It's just <laughs> shit that we do to fuck with each other while we're playing golf. So, That's yeah, funny. we don't, we don't, I don't play golf with normal people, with normal people. Okay. I can That's imagine. I didn't, I didn't think that at all. <laughs> I play golf with a bunch of assholes. So true. That's how we used to do it. I, I remember, um, during college, uh, a group of us got together to play golf at a local one out in uh, Weedsport. I think it was Arrowhead. And uh, this Arrow, was... Arrowhead, Arrowhead's not in Weedsport. I, I thought that's what it was called. Arrow something in there. Something okay, in Arrow, well, Arrowhead's in, uh, is, is over here in Fairmont, or in uh, East Syracuse. Oh, well, whatever it was, it had an arrow in the <laughs> name, and it was in Weedsport. Um, <laughs> and we... Uh, this was... This was during the days of Jenko jeans and all that. And that's how all of us showed up to play golf was in those huge, like wide leg shorts and the, the wallet chains. And we, it, it screamed that we did not belong there. Let's put it that way. And uh, we, we really enjoyed it. And I don't think the people around us did, but, <laughs> but you, Hey, we had a good time. Are you thinking, are you thinking metal brook? That might no. be what you, I remember that was an arrow. Golf course in the Okay, well, Maybe I mean, I, I hit, I've Whatever. hit my head a lot, so. Okay, I'm just saying that was I just googled Wee Sport Golf Course, Meadowbrook came up, so 
All right, well, that's probably Maybe it. So long, and, it, and it very well could no longer be there. A couple of golf courses that I've played at are no longer around, so. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I did give everybody a homework assignment before we recorded today, and that was to make sure that we watched WandaVision. Um, yeah, well, I did. Yeah, two, two of us did it. The teacher did not. Right. No. Um, yeah, because of, of stuff beyond my control, I made it through the first episode. Um, That's what they all say. Yeah. I mean, it's better than all saying food. we're going to watch something and, and not watch it, but that's true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, so, what would you guys think? Don't everybody answer at once. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I, I found it a little strange. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get the whole fifties Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz. Acting, fifties like sitcom, totally. Yeah, is where, where they're going with it. I didn't. And, you, you, you did that, but then you had the, the 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 powers that they were supposed to have had. With, you know, vision, and she could move things around and stuff like that. I was kind of wondering, like, what, what, where are we going with this? That's you know, still and, where I'm wondering. But again, I'm I've thirty minutes less than you guys have on it. Um, you know, uh, I'm so Hugh, I, the the second episode. I mean. Uh, did, did you i don't understand what the hell was going on in that one either well i think the first thing you have to to recognize is uh as a 50 style sitcom and they do it so far they're doing a different intro for each one which i thought was was thrilling the second one was based on bewitched um yep. something you might not be remembering is that vision was dead last time we saw him very dead very very yeah, very dead and um this is it, it as a 50 sitcom it's actually entertaining that second episode with the talent show that was entertaining as hell oh um, he was and, fantastic and, he was fantastic and, in that yeah and, and they they're nailing that feel it feels like something appropriate to that time uh that that era um in that way it's fantastic but there's another story going on what we're seeing is clearly not um reality and i have a feeling that that's going to continue to get more and more heartbreaking as we go on uh as it, it, i've said be did you? Uh, I noticed at the end, like there, it was almost like somebody was watching, like there was they were doing something and they were watching it uh, yeah. unfold. Yeah, and you remember, you know, Wanda says just says no, and she appears to have control over. You know, everything starts rewinding. I'm trying not to give too much away, she seems yeah, to be in yeah. in control of this world. And in the previous episode, when the guy was choking, she breaks character and says, "Vision, help him." Yes, um, I thought she, that was she, strange, and I was almost like the. Kitty from um, that '70s show was stuck in a a, a loop I, with the with the ha 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 stop ha 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 stop it when he was choking. I I've, oh yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah okay yeah it's we're gonna find out um I, actually I this is House of M it has to be mm-hmm. right Paul you agree with me okay this has definitely to be something to that effect yes and and it's it's going to be fantastic it's going to be i think heartbreaking um as that story is and uh i don't want to tell you what that story is corbs because it, it really does kind of you know it will destroy the show for you yeah I if it does watch, give you the payoff on it 
but but if they're doing what I think they're doing, and I'd I'd almost bet money on it at this. Actually, I would bet money on it at this point. This is going to be really fucking good. And this okay. is going to springboard directly into Doctor Strange too. Yep, they were already saying that, and I guess the Loki show as well is going to tie into it. Yeah, the, it's weird, but I mean, it, Marvel is doing some amazing things you know now that they have disney bucks behind them i mean nobody could pull this off this is a a genre change even though it really isn't which you'll find out once we get to the payoff but nobody would take a risk like this with the giant properties i mean we are truly truly lucky to be in the era we are right now to be able to have these kinds of shows yeah i agree 100 percent. everything isn't just a movie trilogy Right, and we're only superficially exploring the characters. They have a chance to go really, really deep, and into some really interesting areas now. With with just with the 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 invention of Disney Plus and with what they're doing and what they can do. Yeah, holy crap! Secret Invasion. I am so excited about that. I mean, there's just so so much good stuff we have coming down the pipeline, and I think the TV stuff is is just as, if not more, interesting than the movie stuff. Without a doubt, like you said, it doesn't have to be the big tentpole. Yeah, and it no. doesn't have to focus on just the main characters we're, we're getting to flesh out i mean that's what you get you have you have big you know comic events and you have the big uh books like spider-man and avengers and stuff like that but all those members of the avengers all have their own book mm-hmm. you know generally where they get to explore those characters and you know the scarlet witch and vision you know amazing characters but you don't get enough of it in the movie because they, they right. have to cover everybody uh, really excited to see where this goes sad that it's dropping weekly but yeah whatever I was shocked that we got two episodes to, right yeah. off the bat, but I think it's because they are 30 minute episodes. Oh, well, and I think that you really needed to get to the second episode too. for, for somebody who isn't familiar with um, the, uh, you know, the, the previous movies and such without that second episode, you may not entirely get the fact that there's something else going on. I mean, they, they really kind of have to show the, uh, the cracks in, in the veneer, uh, because somebody, if they've never watched a Marvel movie and they watch that first episode, they'd just be like, what, what the fuck is that? What the hell is that? Yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I was kind of like that. I mean, I've seen all of the, the Marvel movies. Um, and I was kind of like, what the hell is going on? You know, but. Hey, it'll I'm make gonna, sense, Corbs. I promise. No, no, and, 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 I'm, and I'm fine with that. And, I, and I'll, keep, I'll keep watching it. I mean, I, I watched the, the Disney, the Marvel Legends or whatever that also came out. Last week, I watched the first two that had, and all it, all it is is like a five minute thing about each character. Oh, really? See, I haven't watched those yet. Yeah, I, so, it, it's all movie clips. There's there's no exposition yeah. or anything like that. It's yeah, it just kind of explains it and then says, oh, we'll continue this character on. And the first two are Wanda and Vision. And then, you know, they'll see and Wanda and WandaVision, both of them at the end of it say that. So, I mean, I, I'm in it for the long haul. I'll watch all the episodes. I hope it. You know, there's a there's a big path at the end, which you guys are saying there is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm invested in it. So, I, I'm, I'll watch it every week. So, all right, awesome. All right, and as long as everything works out, we should be talking about them the night they drop. Hopefully, so uh, hopefully. Hey, I, in other TV news, I just want to say, um, anybody out there who is not currently watching Star Trek Discovery, I implore you to do that. Um, the season three finale came out last week, and. While some people were concerned about the dark nature of the first two, the first season, the second season, they got excited because some of the light was brought back into it. The third season has critics saying now this is like maybe the best Star Trek that's ever been put to to film in any way, shape or form like it. 
it really is a cohesive story. And I mean, oh my God, that this last season has been fucking fantastic. I mean, I put it right up there with, you know, shit like Game of Thrones and The Sopranos um, in in the complexity and, and just how good the writing is, how strong it is. And they needed to start they, the first season needed to be dark people were thinking oh this is gritty star trek this is this isn't the star trek i i grew up with you you, you gotta you gotta get there because the star trek that they ended with the last episode absolutely put them in a place that is the star trek we know and love you know the the hopeful and that's the entire premise of this show over three seasons is hope and how you know sometimes you know hope isn't easy sometimes it's hard sometimes you have to fight for it uh, just I mean layers and layers of of messaging. I mean it's you you haven't seen it. So I know you neither of you seen it, but oh my god, so friggin' good. And I'm not just saying that as a Star Trek fan. I mean you, renewed for a season four. They could have ended it on that last episode, and I would have been happy because it was it was that good. And they're moving forward, and I'm looking forward to what happens next. Nice. And this is on CBS All Access. All Access. Yeah, they're streaming. Gotcha. Um, amazing show, but that's all I, I had to throw that out there because I'm, I'm still, you know, buzzing about it. How good it was! Outstanding. Any uh, any any last topics, Corbs? Not that I got. All right. You said uh, you're reading something, but you don't think anyone's going to be interested. Yeah. Well, you asked about the book club, and I said yeah, I haven't read any comic books, but I am am reading um, as a part of my. Uh, my recovery here. Um, I am definitely not going to use GeekPod as a place to talk like I did about, you know, cooking healthy or things like that. That's not anything anyone really wants to hear. Uh, but I, I will say I'm reading a really good book called The Naked Mind. And um, if if you are interested in, if nothing else, educating yourself um, about alcoholism and recovery and all that kind of stuff, um, this is a fantastic book. Um, kind of rewires the way you think about things. Um, without going into detail because again i don't want this to be a place where i I preach about it you know this is this is my my fight uh but i can't recommend it highly enough even even if you're one of those people who's just like i don't have i'm fine but you know maybe i drink a little too much you should read this actually i say this if you drink anything at all you should read this book interesting and and i'm not saying that it's going to make you not want to in fact the whole premise of this is to you know, by, by the time you're done, you can drink as much or as little as you want, but you actually understand. And it's, it's definitely science-based. And uh, uh, so far, it's a fantastic read. I, 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 would, I would say hand this to every 19-year-old kid as they go out into the world before they head to college and take a look. And then, you know, go on from there. Who's the author? <sighs> Got to make me uh, look it up. I meant to. Uh, Sorry, I just this. needed it for the notes. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. I get it. Um, and I don't have my Kindle right in front of me. Um, Annie Grace. Perfect. That will be in our show notes with a link as well. Um, I haven't had a chance this week to read anything. Um, I'm hearing a lot of big noise about DC's future state and especially DC's future state swamp thing. I'm hearing there's a bunch of first appearances in there. This is going to be a hot book, and apparently it's very, very well done. That's all great, and but none of it matters because Future State is now just a limited event. So Yeah, it's going to be done, what, by the end of February? Yeah, so it's basically, you know, it's going to have the impact of Amalgam Comics. Right. 
which is unfortunate because I heard it's very well done so far. Yeah. And they've got a lot of good upcoming talent on these books. But like you said, if it doesn't change the status quo at the end, which we already know it doesn't. And it was supposed to. It was supposed to change the status quo. And then they got scared. Right. And then they fired Dan DiDio. He wanted to do something different called 5G or something like that. Yep. Yep. Basically, basically move the entire DC universe into the future. Which could be cool, but I mean, didn't they try that once before already? Wasn't there the whole one year later thing? Oh, yeah, but 5G was the idea that as much time that's passed in real life has now passed in the DC universe, and most of the uh, superhero names have been passed on to other people. Right, they've kind of aged out. Yeah, yeah, characters. and they passed yep. them on to, to other people, and they were going to make that the status quo, uh, which is risky and brave at the same time but um i mean if you just give some thought to this this simple statement here the way things are now we're going to be reading about bruce wayne as batman in 100 years yes Um, the purpose of 5g was to kind of make things a little more realistic you know clearly bruce wayne cannot be batman in 100 years so basically you know in 100 i don't know 50 years of publishing you know 15 years will have passed right in universe kind of crazy which is what they tried to fix with spider-man before too right like they tried to close the gap like actually have there be changes like when they did the whole thing with him um, getting married and all that like they were trying to grow him up a little bit well yeah but they weren't trying to move it forward the same number of years as the comic right no 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 no, no. but they were they were actually trying to age him a little bit if i remember correctly yeah um that was still a sore subject for me i don't think they ever should have done away with the the marriage that was that was cool but that's another yeah. show yeah uh anything else before i drop another uh nugget of wisdom on y'all drop your nuggets <laughs> that is clearly not the first time you've said that to him corbs nope <laughs> okay it's a good one especially for disney fans disney's beauty and the beast taught us that looks don't matter as long as you keep someone locked up for a long time, they will eventually fall in love with you. Good night, everybody. And uh, <laughs> mega vibe, you bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. <laughs>